This is Kyle Hamrick, and you're listening to the Euchre Media Podcast. Hello, Euchre Media family. Vladimir Pragnevsky here, and welcome to episode number 70 of the Euchre Media Podcast, where I serve our Euchre Media family with daily interviews from highly creative people. And today's guest is Kyle Hamrick. He's a motion designer, video editor, and software trainer based in Kansas City. But before I play my interview with Kyle, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor, ActionVFX.com. They have over 25 500 elements of professionally shot VFX stock footage captured on the latest RED cameras. From explosions, fire, water, smoke, gun effects, debris, particles, weather, blood, and gore, they have your assets covered. Save on render time with real elements. No more simulation. Go to actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And now, here's my conversation with Kyle Hamrick. Enjoy. Kyle, welcome to the show and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be on Big 70 here. That feels like a nice There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I always struggle with the uh, something people don't know because it depends on who it is. But um, maybe an interesting thing is that, uh, let's see, our son was born quite a bit premature. He's totally fine now. And um but uh, you know that I think something like that gives you a really good perspective on life because um, wow. you kind of realize like what's important. And also that even when you're in a really crappy situation, you know, sometimes you can look over next to you and see someone that's in a way worse situation and it helps put things in perspective. And you kind of realize that when other people are griping about their problems that you think are really like kind of stupid and ridiculous, you're like, right. okay, they just don't get it. <laughs> and you know, that's kind of a good, thing to apply to life in general, maybe. I don't know. Mm, that's, you know, my sister dealt with something very similar. How many kids do you have? Just the one. Oh, and how old is your child? Uh, he's almost eight. Oh, wow. Kyle, let's, uh, let's shift to your journey. Let's, let's start from at the very beginning. How did you yeah. get started in your field? So I have been doing, uh, I've been doing this stuff professionally for about 15 years now. And I had, been making like, you know, dumb videos with my friends in high school and stuff like that. Uh, fortunately, I'm old enough that YouTube didn't exist yet. So all those <laughs> awful videos are tucked away safely on old VHS tapes yes. instead of. Uh... <laughs> so, um, you know, I was also uh, I did a lot of theater stuff in high school, mostly technical stuff. So I think a lot of that kind of led me into you know, this, this industry in general, I have a lot of like lighting and stage managing and general AV knowledge. So that kind of led me into getting a film degree. And then I sort of fell into editing. And then I fell into doing After Effects stuff, which led more into motion design. And uh, yeah, <laughs> here we and are. And you're also teaching, right? <clears throat> Correct. Yes. I've been running a user group for like seven or eight years now. And wow. that kind of led me, uh, somebody tapped me to do some local training, like in person to groups of like five to 10 people, usually professionals that wanted to learn another skill. And I had been doing a lot of demos, you know, as a part of the user group. And eventually I went to a couple conferences and somebody was like, hey, you should be one of the presenters. And I was like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but I chewed on that for a little bit and, uh, you know, eventually got over myself and sent a very expectation free email about trying to present at one and it turns out that I did and now I've presented at like I don't know five or six big wow. conferences 
and uh, I've released one whole online tutorial. <laughs> um, <laughs> Start and, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Is it something you're you're thinking about doing more in the future? Do you want to transition from client work to teaching? I probably wouldn't want to teach all the time, but I definitely am trying to lean into more doing some tutorials and courses online that can, you know, just help get my name out there, but also hopefully generate some passive income as well. And, you know, we'll see where that goes. Hard to make time for that stuff for sure. No, for sure. And you learn so much from teaching, especially, you know, Absolutely. just watching Sergey, it seems like he's becoming better and better because he teaches others. You know, you'd notice things that you otherwise wouldn't notice. You know, so teaching is definitely, if anything, it makes you a better artist. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that because um, like a lot of the times when I'm, you know, going to be talking about a topic, I know it pretty well, but then I'm maybe kind of driven by not wanting to look like an idiot in public, uh, which, you know, is I think a good thing to aim for. Good motivation. yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I dive way into that thing and make sure that I know every little thing about it so that I can either cover that or at least be prepared for a question that comes up. So, you know, sometimes I'll pitch a topic that I know pretty well, but then I, I end up learning a ton about it in, you know, trying to prepare for that situation. So. Do you get nervous before presentations? Absolutely. (laughs) What do you, do you have any tips, advice for, for people that are about to present? Yeah. So in general, like presenting is always scary. And after having talked to, a lot of the the names that do a lot of these presentations at big conferences, I know that they're usually just as terrified. <laughs> so like, um, yeah. it's always scary, but you just kind of learn to put it aside. And obviously, like doing it with, you know, a smaller, more comfortable group and kind of getting familiar and comfortable with that, that scenario is a good way to do it. You know, you don't necessarily want to be like, having your first time public speaking be on the Adobe stage at NAB or something. But, you know, it's ultimately like it's not that different. There are definitely topics that I'm more comfortable on. And then like earlier this year, I uh, I was presenting at the Keyframes conference down in Orlando. And um, it was something where like I didn't have After Effects as a security blanket as part of my presentation. Mm-hmm. It was kind of more me talking about like squishier topics. And when I was uh, reaching down for a drink, I noticed my hands were trembling. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh yeah, this, this is still pretty scary. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, you just, I don't know, you just do it. No, that's true. You have to do it. You have to kind of face your fears and just step out. But what I tell myself, if I'm really nervous, I just tell myself, I'm not nervous. I'm just very excited. And it kind of shifts my emotions and I <laughs> yeah. just don't worry about it anymore. No, yeah. but it, you got to get butterflies. Yeah, very much. And it might just be the adrenaline of being in the moment too. I don't know to what degree, you know, where, where does that line between nerves and excitement end? Like, I feel like there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of overlap. <laughs> I think, it, and it's so healthy for you. Once it goes away, if you're not nervous anymore, you should be really checking yourself. <laughs> you should be worried in a way because I think it's healthy to have a little bit of nerves. Like I get nervous before every podcast because I just don't know where it's all going to go, how it's going to be. And <laughs> So there's this element of unknown that you can't control, but I think it's good for you. It builds character and you learn some yeah. cool things along the way, right? I agree. Now let's shift to something totally different. Let's transition to a dark moment in your creative journey. So I want you to tell us the story of your worst moment in your creative <laughs> journey. So take it away, Kyle. Yeah. Um, I was trying to, uh, I don't know, I was trying to land on a good thing. I do have a, <laughs> a pretty crappy experience where I had, uh, 
worked at a place that was just, um, you know, I don't know. It was one of those places that really takes advantage of people quite a bit, both employees and contractors. Like, you know, some of this we didn't realize until later, but they hadn't been paying a lot of the contractors. And there were like, you know, people that were owed like $10,000 and stuff. And, and just, um, but eventually it got to the point where one of the owners skipped town with everybody's paychecks. And Ooh. we then found out he hadn't paid anyone's insurance for like the last month or two also. <laughs> Oh my um, gosh. So that was pretty awesome. It was like, I think it was in December and I actually got the flu super bad, like a week later, which was really fun. And then, uh, the remaining owner like reformed kind of a different company to try to, you know, handle ongoing projects and try to keep something together. And then it kind of turned out he was just as much the problem too. <laughs> um, so it was sort of a period of like six, eight months of just really, you know, what a mess. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what, what can you do to prevent from something like this? I guess there's not much you really, I get just a gut feeling and uh, yeah. due diligence, yeah. right? Researching people. Yeah. And, and really it's one do. of those like silver lining things. Cause that led me to being self-employed. I started a small company with a couple of friends from that place and we had a company for like eight years. So <laughs> nice. So good things come out of that. That's always yeah. nice. Speaking of good things, now let's shift to something positive. Let's talk about your best moment in your creative journey. Yeah. So I have a couple, I feel like. I won a regional Emmy last year, which was pretty cool. Nice. I saw that. Congratulations, um, man. Thank you. I do always feel the need to qualify that it's a regional Emmy. You know, it's not like I was up against Game of Thrones or anything, but, you know, I, I do have the Still. real statue. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But I think, like, more than that, I have one event that I have been working with every year for the last, I think, six years now. It's a charity event that's based here in Kansas City. There's a handful of celebrities like Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis, Rob Riggle, Eric Stone Street, and David Koechner. I guess I should name all five of them. They're all originally from here, and they and their families put together this charity event. It's called Big Slick that raises a bunch of money for the Children's Hospital. And it's kind of why I decided to mention the other thing earlier, because this hospital is probably the reason my son's alive. And so while it's raising money for a different part of it, it's something that I really like being involved in. And uh, every year we raise a bit more money. We got to, I think, 2.1 million last year just wow. for like just the weekend, which uh, is pretty cool. I helped uh, make a bunch of stuff for like a part of the event, a bunch of video content and help kind of direct the actual show from backstage and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Man, that's pretty sweet. It's interesting how it's something that originated from a lot of pain. You get yeah. involved in this and now you're helping others, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Which is the thing that I believe in a lot. Like, you know, uh, any, any creative professional, like we kind of have this, you know, l let's not pretend that we're curing cancer or anything. Although <laughs> that's actually what this event <laughs> is about. But if you can use your skills to help do something like that, I think that's a really important thing to do. You can spend all day making explainer videos to sell widgets or apps for widgets or whatever it is. But like, if you can also take some time to do something for an organization that you care about or a cause that you care about, it feels like a really good way to be using your skills to actually, you know, improve the world a little bit. And I think that's important. No, for sure. And I'm part of Samaritan's Purse. Same thing. When I lived in, Sergey and I both lived, when I, we lived in Ukraine, we received shoe boxes from them. So it's an organization that helped us when we had nothing. I mean, we had to mm -hmm. share shoes to 
just to go outside to play. We had to take turns, you know. <laughs> and so I remember when we we got that gift and how awesome it was. And so now in the United States, I'm I'm a national spokesperson for him. And I we mm-hmm. Sergey's products are being used in their videos. And so it's kind of cool to give back, like a full circle kind of thing, you know. Absolutely. Now, Kyle, let's let's take a quick 30-second break to thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by our friends from ActionVFX.com. They provide the best stock footage elements for professional visual effects, from explosions, fire and smoke, muzzle flashes and bullet shells, and gun effects to debris and particles. They have your assets covered. Available in 4K, 100% royalty-free. They also have over 250 free VFX elements for you to download. Stuff like free fire sound effects, spell hits, bullet shells, blood mist, bullet hole textures, dust waves, water sound effects, explosion sound, and the list goes on and on. If that's not enough, then check out their tutorials and blogs. ActionVFX.com is a great online resource. Save on render time with real elements, no more simulations. Go to ActionVFX.com. Again, go to ActionVFX.com. And now back to the interview. All right, we're back from the break. Quick Q&A round is next. And uh, first question, Kyle, what should artists, especially students, be doing constantly, whether it's on a daily basis or just as much as possible? Something that I think is really important is meeting other people that do this stuff or related stuff. It's really easy to kind of end up like in your little cave and kind of isolated, especially if you either are self-employed like me, or if you maybe are kind of the sole creative person on a, um, you know, in a otherwise non-creative team or something like that. Uh, It can be easy to get kind of isolated and especially now with the online community, it's really easy to connect to other video creators and motion designers and and just creatives in general and branching out and getting part of that network, getting perspective, getting people to answer your questions. Like it's super powerful. And I, I really recommend doing that. I had somebody else last week say the exact same thing. So that's awesome that you say that. And confirmation, confirmation. <laughs> now, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, that's a good question. And I've kind of thought about this before. I have a lot of semi-useless crafty things that I like to do when I have <laughs> nice. free time, which never seems to happen anymore. But like, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> having a kid now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like, I don't know. I've, I've kind of like made a little bit of furniture and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know if I'd want to do it as a profession, but I don't know. Can I just make stuff and have people give me money? <laughs> there you go. Uh, Maybe just things that don't always force me to be in front of the computer. What kind of furniture did you do? What did you make? I made our dining table out of an old door. Whoa, that's pretty sweet. Now I kind of want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a picture. That's pretty sweet. I actually made, uh, what's those uh, country top? Oh, gosh, what's the, the farmhouse farmhouse tables or something? I made a, one for us, and I made like six or seven benches as well. So I love <laughs> cool. this kind of stuff. Thanks to YouTube. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could give one piece of advice to aspiring designers and animators, what would it be? Hmm. I feel like the get out and meet people thing covers that. I'm trying to think if I have a different, uh, different one. Just keep working on stuff. You're going to suck at first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's that that Ira Glass thing, the Gap, which has a valuable message. Like when you're starting out in anything you're going to see the stuff that's way better than you. And it's going to take a while before you can get to that point. And you're going to see that your stuff isn't there, but that's good. And you got to stick with it. And, you know, eventually you'll get over the hump. But of course the truth is that 
then you'll just see the people that are still better than you, even when you're really good. And, you know, kind of. You never arrive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, That would imply that I think that they (laughs) help me be successful. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Honestly, you know, I I try a couple things that work for me. I've been big on paper lists and every day I I rewrite my paper list and check stuff off. And that um, mostly helps me stay on track. Although sometimes it just makes me feel like, Man, I've rewritten this thing twenty times. Uh, although <laughs> you at least have been, good handwriting now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you can assess like, is this thing really that important? Am I ever actually going to do it? I don't you know. know it's, uh, it, this is yeah. very helpful if you think about it because everything's online. You kind of glance in your at your you know to dos and tasks, but when you rewrite things, you start really questioning like, really, is this something I need to be doing? Like, ah, oh, this needs to be dropping off the list like ASAP. Yeah. So that's something I'm definitely going to try to work in my my life because I'm using Asana and like as soon as I think of something, I just put it in there to do and then I forget about it. And yeah, yeah, so I think writing things because you can't write like a million things every single day, right? So you have to like stick to like five to, I don't know, maybe 10 at most, whatever. Sure. We'll say it's that short. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? So your list is pretty long. Wow. It's longer than I want it to be. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's, that's a good problem to have. Keep, we'll keep you busy, right? Now, where do you get your inspiration from? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I do have a couple of, um, I have a couple of slacks that I'm on that help kind of compile cool stuff, which is nice. I'm associated with School of Motion. I'm one of the TAs and a content contributor. And there's a channel on there where you know everyone who's on there posts things that can eventually go into their newsletters that they send out. And so I don't look super hard for inspirational stuff because there's, you know, that and another place or two where it's kind of just a funnel for all the coolest there's stuff. Plenty, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so that's no, that's, that's handy. Cool. Now, recommend an internet resource that you find helpful in your work and personal life. Well, I guess this is one of them, right? The the Slack channels <laughs> yeah. and is there anything other than that? Yeah, I was gonna say like Slack in general is great. The main motion design Slack is really good. It can be a bit of a fire hose sometimes, but if you kind of use it for what it's good for and you know, know that it's okay to not read everything, it's an amazing resource with a ton of smart people. You do have to be a working motion designer with a reel to, you know, to oh, be I able see. to to get in there. But you know, Twitter is uh Twitter is Twitter, but like (laughs) motion design Twitter is, you know, is helpful. Unfortunately, the uh, MoChat hashtag has officially stopped happening every week, but that was a great, you know, ongoing conversation, you know, Facebook groups and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I know this kind of goes back to my earlier point, but find ways to connect to other people that do what you do or related things. Don't just be friends with motion designers. And you know, it helps you get perspective, places to answer your technical questions, to get inspiration from. You'll find people that you become friends with and probably get hired by, hire for things. There, there's a lot of those communities like that. Uh, find one that works for you and do it, whether that's Reddit or Discord or Facebook or Twitter or the Slack or whatever, or all of them. That's true. Stay uh, plugged in and you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. <laughs> and so if you find, it's like this daily podcast, for example, I get to talk to five people every single week in this creative field. So it's kind of cool in a way for for podcasting. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like my way to connect with creatives. So I get to hang out with people like you, Kyle. Now, last (laughs) question. I'm curious, do you have anything coming up in your future? Are you speaking at any conferences? Anything uh, big happening for you? 
Yeah. Uh, well, I am just about to start in on that uh, Big Slick event that I mentioned earlier. It's the 10th one this year, and they're at a big new venue and stuff. So that's exciting. I do not have any other conferences that I can publicly announce yet, but uh, I might be at another one later this year. Sounds um, good. Yeah. Awesome. And how can people get in touch with you, Kyle? Well, you can find me at my website, which is kylehamrick.com. That's H-A-M-R-I-C-K. Everyone always likes to add extra letters to it. It's just <laughs> Hamrick, not Hammerick or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, as Kylosaurus Rex. One of those has a underscore, the other one doesn't, but I think you'll figure it out. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, listen, Kyle, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, man. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. All right, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kyle Hamrick. Kyle, thank you so much for your time. Make sure to check out kylehamrick.com. Again, it's kylehamrick.com. And as always, all the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at ukramedia.com slash 70. And make sure to check out actionvfx.com. Remember, they have your assets covered. Over 2,500 elements of professionally shot VFX stock footage captured on the latest RED cameras. From explosions, fire, water, smoke, gun effects, debris, particles, weather, blood, and gore, go to actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And lastly, don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to ukramedia.com slash community. We have well over 3,000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you who are trying to grow, and it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Ukramedia Podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you